Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. All right. It so must be Saturday night. For, at the risk of losing any of you, you are in the uh, building creative business tools you can use. So if that is not the panel you intended to be in, please don't leave. Uh-oh. We yeah. will change the panel to whatever you want to be. There are few enough of you that works as a democracy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, let me go ahead and just start with the introductions of the panelists. My name is Bob Nelson. I own a publishing company called Brigade Media, and uh, I will turn it over to my guy here. I'm David Lee Summers. By day, I uh, I write telos- uh, I write <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night. <laughs> uh, did you go to the cheese and wine party? I did. It's a matter of that. And they gave you extra wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have to drink an awful lot of right. this. Right, doing like I am. <laughs> Challenge accepted. And the panel is off track already. Continue to. Okay. I, I, I write science fiction, fantasy, and horror, and I'm also one of the owners of Hadrosaur Productions, a, a small press, and uh, the special does print and audio books, and... By night, I operate telescopes at Kippy National Observatory. He doesn't have a day job. <coughs> He's a night job. Yeah, well, writing's writing's my day job. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that fascinating? Okay. <laughs> I'm Brenda Hutner. Hutner, it doesn't sound. You're Brenda. I'm Brenda. I'm just Brenda. Brenda. Just Brenda. Brenda. Brenda exclamation point is what <laughs> so I meant to spell. Um, but I am a, a writer. I've been 40 years as a tech writer and have recently been doing a lot more fiction and poetry and other things. Um, I also started a small, very small press of my own called uh, Prince of the Road Press, but we only publish stuff I write. So <laughs> it's, that's one way to go. Yeah, you know, it, it works. Um, and that started with, that's not really true. We published a book that my husband's grandfather had written and never got published. And that was the inspiration for the press. But having done that, now I've got ISBNs, I've got all the business rules. And my husband and I also run a pretty popular microwave engineering website. So that requires all kinds of. Administration yeah, and yeah, attention and every other thing. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm Sharon Skinner. I am. I've been writing all my life, and I will wanted to be a writer when I grew up. And one day I woke up and I said, "Oh, I'm a grant professional. I write grants for a living." That's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, so I set out to, and, I, and and that it does not mean to say that I didn't write along the way. And all the the really angsty poetry as a teenager that. 
my mother thankfully burned it when I left home, and um, and that I haven't been published in across poetry and short stories, but I decided that I really wanted to be a fiction writer, and I focused on that. So I now have nine books uh, published in fiction that are novels, uh, two picture books, two collections, including Blood from a Rose, which is available in mostly books here in the uh, here at the festival, so you can buy this, um, and. Um, and a few other things, but uh, I also run a small business as a book coach and freelance editor. So I have tools that I can offer in that realm as well. So uh, let's actually just kind of kick it off with a, a little bit of what each of you kind of thought this panel was inferring from its title. So um, we kind of huddled up outside and we were kind of like, hey, what do we want to talk about? Um, <laughs> I, I got the impression that this was, you know, tools that we would be able to utilize or at least share with you guys in running the business side of being a writer. So um, especially if you're a self-published writer where you don't necessarily today have all those, that infrastructure available to you um, to take care of those things. So, so I kind of just, you know, give everybody a chance to kind of talk to that a little bit. Yeah, and I think for, for me, the idea I kind of came with was, I think it's really easy in this day and age, especially if you, you were thinking about being a self-published writer, uh, or if you're thinking about going into writing, you think you can, I can open up my Amazon account, I can toss my word file up on Kindle, and they'll, I'll, they'll start sending me money, and that that's how it works. And uh, you know, I sort of saw this panel as, advice for, for how to start thinking about this as a business, how to how to start kind of organizing yourself and you know, where you can kind of go. So I think we're much on the same page, but uh, you were thinking much, I think a little more specific tools, I'm, I'm thinking a little more big picture, but. I'm thinking something entirely different. Okay. Um, because my first reading of the title, um, I thought, well, you know, as a writer, you have a lot of administrative things, even if you're not running a publishing business, about managing submissions and calls and all the, the things that um, need attention beyond the what I need to do, like if you're using Word or Notes or whatever else your tool is for actually writing, there's a lot of other tools that you need or that can be very helpful um, just in the business of being a solo writer submitted thing. So that's, that was sort of the plan. But these are great too. And I can talk about that as well. Oh, yeah. I've done some, I there's nothing wrong with the yeah. camera on that ground. And I'm thinking about resources and things that I can refer you to that will help you to do all the things that uh, were just discussed and things that I've, that, that I've tried and that are working or that may be not working for me that I can pass on to. So that's kind of where I'm at. And it's the things that I counsel my clients with, uh, the kinds of things that I pass on to them as a book coach and, a, and an editor, the resources and tools that I offer to them at, that they may not be aware of. So there may be some things that I can share that you're not aware of yet, hopefully that you're not aware of yet, that, this will be value added that I can offer to you as resources and tools that will help you as an entrepreneur. So um, obviously we are here for you guys. So what do you guys want to what know? Are you what are you expecting? Yeah, where would you like to start? Yeah. Where else are... Any 
Don't be shy. Well, right. David doesn't bite. <laughs> Unless you pay me. I'm shifting. I'm shifting. Well, you know, if you pay me enough, I'll buy it. No, but that, that's part of that's part of the business. You give him enough of those little wine bottles. Yeah. Of course. So, Bob, have you been reading his vampire novels? Is that why you've been Well, you are getting into horror a lot more of late. I'm sorry, go ahead. So, I am, as I think all of you know, I've got three novels mm-hmm. and I'm in the process of, of getting six book non-fiction series out. And so, it's going through the editing process with a professional editor right now. So, the thing that I'm looking at is how do I reach the audience? Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the audience is people like us, it's other writers, but folks who are looking for um, either someone to work with uh, as a critique partner or a critique on your site or whatever, and or and or how to actually do critiques or you know, working with other writers in some sort of critique setting. So I, I you know, part of the research that I did was for um, identifying social media-based critique groups, which are largely on Facebook and Reddit. So now the question will be, how do I reach them to let them know that the books are available so that you know, so there's a little interest in buying that sale. So talk to me about your experience on Reddit. What's your experience been on Reddit? I'm going to share mine after yeah, you okay. I, I have, my grand total of experience on Reddit is going out and looking for these kinds of groups. Uh-huh. I have not actively engaged with any. It's just been about what groups are out there and you know, are, which of these, because there are a gazillion Reddit groups out there, but which are the ones that actually focus on doing critique, whether it's taking in work and other people are doing So, so my experience with Reddit is Reddit is extremely draconian. And if you go on Reddit with the intent of just basically, hey, I want, I've got this, I want you to buy it, or I've got this, I want you to engage with this, you're going to get... I don't want to say shunned, um, but you will definitely be heavily moderated out of those communities. Um, Reddit very, very much more than any other social platform has active moderation. You can go on Facebook all day long, post to groups. You know, typically no one's going to shut you down. You're going to be fine. But but Reddit prides itself very much on its sort of elite status in group talk. Um, I can't tell you the number of times that I have posted things on Reddit and gotten moderator notes that say, hey, this is not quality content. I thought it was pretty quality content, but you know, that's okay. It, it is what it is, right? They, they are actively looking at that content and saying, this content does not enrich this group. So, so in that regard, you know, Reddit is a means to an end, right? You've got to give to get. So your your philosophy on that should be to give first mm-hmm. before you ask to receive. Right. And and the more you build that relationship within that group, mm-hmm. when the time comes for you to start to introduce you what you're doing to them, mm-hmm. it's not as though you're a marketer coming in for the first time doing that. 
you're coming in as a member of their community sharing what you're doing. And that that changes that that perception of from the moderator side of okay, this guy's been in this group six months. He's been he's been commenting and sharing things on other people's stuff for six months. This is okay. We're gonna let him add we're gonna let him tell people that they can engage with this. It, it's just much deeper than your other platforms are when it comes to that. If you're looking for a resource for that sort of engagement, Dan Blank uh, offers a lot of really good information. This is what he does. He helps authors launch their books and market their books, but he also we are gives totally a ton of free right advice now. and free There's so few people that are taking away chairs. I know the main, one of the key differences in addition to what Bob is that with Facebook, you can run ads. Yeah. And, and you can target those ads to... And you can do that on Reddit, too. Reddit, can well, you? yes, you okay, can run ads on Reddit. So, okay. so that's an option. Yeah. It's But but typically, um, when it comes to that, it's such a... It, they're, they're, I don't know how to quite explain it unless you live in it for a little while. You've really got to be accepted by that by whatever community you join before you can start to share what you're doing. And, and the acceptance comes from you contributing to everybody else. You know, whether it's the writing forum, whether it's, you know, any of the more specific little subgenres or subreddits, you got to earn your way into those groups because they will, they will be all over you within hours. So just be aware of that. Let's say you were told you could only use one social media platform. Like to promote your books or your company, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. What do you think would be the most effective? Well, so this is an interesting. So this is an interesting twist to the scale that I was not necessarily <laughs> expecting. But because um, it, it comes out of the marketing panel that I was just in uh, before this, it's a combination of two things. One, where do you think the people are that you want to hear your message? You know, where do those people engage on social media? And two, where do you want to engage on social media? What is your preferred network? Um, we In the last panel, we talked about building authenticity in your marketing efforts. So if you're an independent author and you are looking to build a following for your books, you've got to be somewhere that, that one, you know the readers that like to read the books that you're writing are going to engage with your content. And you've got to be, you got to kind of balance that with, I, I like this network. Like this network is, is appealing to me. It's easy for me to use. I can build a community here. I know how to use the features, you know, all of those things. Um, what will happen is, is a lot of times people will think they have to chase across multiple networks. And you end up investing so much energy, time, and bandwidth into managing multiple networks and, and multiple social media outlets that you kind of lose the point of doing it in the first place. You're, you're working for those networks instead of working for yourself. And you're trying to create content for those networks so that people see it. And you're, you've stopped becoming a writer for yourself. You've become a writer for 10 social media networks or whatever that is. So, you know, be very specific and deliberate in your choices. And then, and then dedicate the bandwidth that you want to dedicate to those, to the channels that you've chosen. So that means it depends. Yeah, and I mean, and I it really does. And I think there, like there. Oh, go ahead, Brenda. I don't mean to talk over you. Please go ahead. 
I, I was just uh, I was just going to say I think you know summarizing what you're saying I think both both points yeah. to, to Ross and, and such are it's all you know you you as a writer are a fan presumably of the genre that you're writing in so wherever you're going to go out on social media is where you're going to be engaging with your people whatever your people might be whether you know, if you're a, if, if you write vampires, if you were drawn to write that, you're probably engaging with groups on Facebook or you know on local Instagram or local Reddit, Reddit, yeah, that that are that. And I think that's kind of you know where where you're going to be engaging for that kind of thing and, and actively drawn to have those discussions. You know, steampunk. You might be on a steampunk board somewhere and talking about that. Oh. Those are those are the places to those are the places to start thinking about reaching out to people and letting them know that you have it. And it should be an organic thing, like like you said. It shouldn't just come off as, "Hey, I joined your group. Let me tell you about my wonderful book that I want you all to buy," uh, because that's going to go down dead wrong no matter what platform I you're think on. what happens is that it, what's happened over the years is that we keep forgetting there's a social aspect to social media. Mm -hmm. The social piece is that part where we're supposed to be engaging. And it's real easy to get so spread that you can't socially engage with the crowd that you are on social media with. And you end up just posting things and you you're just posting things, you're not actually engaging. It's not social anymore. And that can become problematic because then you're just part of the noise. So for my, one of my audiences is, um, seriously, microwave engineers, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a particular subset of engineers, but they do not go on Facebook. Generally speaking, they have no interest in Facebook. They've never heard of Twitter. Half of them don't have smartphones. It's the craziest thing but they will come to my website. So we have to make sure that that website is engaging, that it's got um, new content regularly, and that we do a push out to them. They're like, oh, I didn't know you had new content. Well, sign up for our newsletter. We will tell you when we have new content. So how do you talk to them to let them know you have a website, let alone you have an update? Um, so this particular website's been around for quite a while now, um, and mostly they find it because of our um, content. So we have keywords, we have content. Oh, Somebody's search. looking. Yeah, they they initially found us there. We also do an in-person conference every year for that market. Can you picture twenty thousand microwave engineers oh, in boy. one giant room with all the liquor they can drink? <laughs> um, it is chaotic, but it gets our name out there. So women, I, you know, I work the booth or whatever, um, and that helps. And we also um, answer questions on other boards. So we we don't say, "Oh, come to my website and find out." We say. Here's the answer to your question, love and kisses, Brenda, at Microwaves 101, right? And, oh, Microwaves 101, wonder what that is. And then they come over to us. There was actually a Reddit issue um, a little while back when they were kicking out moderators yeah. and the whole, all of Reddit was just in an uproar. And somebody told us that on the Reddit electrical engineering board, somebody said, hey, 
you guys, if we're looking for a better place, let's go all let's all go over to microwaves one on one. Because we have we do have a discussion board. It's very underutilized. But we then, you know, signed up for Reddit and said, sure, you're all welcome, you know, to respond to that. But we never went over there and said, Hey, come come over to us because they had a home. You know what I mean? We were aware of their interests already. When you have people coming to the site, do you ask them to sign up for your newsletter before you no. give them something, or you give them something first and then encourage them? It is an online encyclopedia of microwave engineering knowledge, free and open for anyone to use <coughs> with no requirements of any kind. No firewall, no sign up. If they want to sign up, they're welcome to. If they come to our booth in, at, at an in-person event like this, and they want the, I don't know, Microwaves 101 each fall, we make them sign up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. give me your email and sign you up. Yeah. But we don't have any, you know, that's why we have 30,000 visitors but only 2,500 uh, sign up for the newsletters. But if you give things to people, if yeah. you give them information, if you share with them additional content, if you have things to offer, mm -hmm. they will start to show to show yeah. up. If you build it, they will come kind of thing. Yeah. And on my coaching site, I have a lot of free content about mm -hmm. writing and the craft of writing and things like that. I offer a lot of that stuff out for free. I do have a pop-up that says, hey, I'll give you even more if you sign up for my newsletter because my newsletter has additional content mm -hmm. that I don't give uh, for out on the website, but it doesn't cost anything except your email address, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, but that's really bringing people in one at a time to the website, or I have a Substack now. If you're a writer and you're not familiar with Substack, I think you should get familiar with Substack because it is a place where writers are converging now. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of us are going there. Uh, Blue Sky is the new social media for like Kidlet. But on Substack, you're finding a lot of writers who are going to Substack, joining, it's free, you can blog there, You and what's nice about it is that it, I put the same blog posts there that I do on my website, and now I have people referring my blog to other people, and I'm starting to gain traction there. And then there are people who have paywalls on Substack. They can do, you can do that. I don't do that because really I'm there because I want to drive people to know who I am to both my uh, coaching and my author site. So that's where, that's why I'm there. So my content there is uh, thoroughly free, mm -hmm. but it's another place where it's where writers are moving. They're shift, we're shifting all over. We're trying to find new homes because Twitter ain't it. You know, Threads isn't quite gonna get it for us. Mastodon made my head hurt. You know, it's just, they're, you know, but Substack is a place for writers. How do you feel about Facebook and the privacy concerns? I still like Facebook, but I don't spend enough time there. Um, privacy concerns, I carry a cell phone. I've pretty much given up all the concerns yeah. I should have about privacy. Yeah. Uh, you know. Have you ever run into anything that is like a red flag for that sort of thing? The fact that they know that if I've talked to somebody about something I might want to buy and it shows up on my Facebook feed. Yeah, that's a little creepy. I've heard that with the I so. carry a what? Uh, I mean, anybody who's concerned about privacy issues should not have a smartphone in their pocket. That's just. This is the guy right here that that you should be the most worried about, and this is the thing with that we're least 
worried about, in my honest opinion. And probably the second thing is what you have on your lap yeah. right there. <laughs> right. Didn't Eric Snowden or someone take the um, microphone out of his smartphone, disable it, and then only use it as a phone with Bluetooth so it couldn't listen to him anymore? Wasn't that him? It might have been. I don't know. I didn't hear that story either, but it sounds, sounds like it's, yeah. it could have been. Yeah. Well, um, could have been. If you have the engineering knowledge, you can certainly go in and, and would you disconnect read, would something. You, but did you read all the things that you signed off on when you yeah, bought your iPhone? Yeah. Or you're going through it, or whatever you're I mean, we all saw 2001. Yeah. Guys can read lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if you drive down the street, there's a camera somewhere that just took your picture. Yeah. You know, it's privacy issues are something, there's a certain level of privacy theater that we perform that just doesn't really. Like taking your shoes off at the airport. Yeah, that'll make us safe. Yeah, well that's security theater. Yeah, that's security theater, just like the, the seals on all the things in the, the drugstore. That's all so, security theater. So let me kinda, if I may, um, and, and tell me if you'd rather go off to a different part of the yard. Um, share with us what you guys think about when you're thinking about, okay, I've written the book, like the book is written. What are the tools that I need to take that and make sure that everything's accounted for when, it's in, when it ends up in someone else's hands? So basically that business end of that, because you know, that's kind of some of the stuff that, that, um, that I think we wanted to, to share. Was kind of where where do you guys see opportunities to learn more in that area? Yeah, turning your creativity into that business, right? Because becoming an entrepreneur take, means you have to move from creating the product to actually selling and marketing the product. Well, I started a website with that idea in mind that I have a book on Kindle and sort of bringing that together like you create an interest in what you're writing and that as you write more, build on it. And that's about as far as I got. <laughs> that's a good start though. Having a website is, is I think a key thing for authors. Just learning about it is a full-time job. So, you know, it just can't happen overnight. It's a lot of work. Well, that's why there's people who specialize in it. And there is nothing wrong with bringing in outside help if there's an expertise oh, you I don't. do. Yeah. I do. I call, I reach out. But yeah. you have to learn what you need to know. Yeah. And you think you know what's going on, and then you talk to your person, like, for the website. Oh, no, you do it this way. So now we got to start all over for a page. You know, it just, it just doesn't hold <laughs> It's a journey, and, and a journey. there is no end to that journey because as you go through that journey, the places that you journey through will change after you've journeyed through. Yes, them. and then you and, and you it's go through disappointing those again. because you think, oh, if I had done it this way, this would have been the right. And you can't think like that because right. you have to learn. Right, and to I mean to Brenda's point, that's the whole the whole impetus of hey, I, I know there needs to be a website here. But I don't know what that means. So I need to bring someone in that is knowledgeable on websites and how to do that to support me in that piece of it. And sometimes you go through people who don't know what they're doing. 
and you have to shift around and you have to learn you have to learn what is good to know right Right. So I would say look at the websites of authors that are doing well and that you admire and then see what the commonalities are and imitate that like well except for this convention well so, 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 so to your point and, and that's what I was going to say is go out on the web and look at uh, authors that are you know out there that you read whose books that you're familiar with, authors who have websites. Some, they are done through their publisher, but some have specific websites. And just start to look at what they're doing. That's a really key way to uh, scope out the competition or the comp authors or the comp websites. We're looking at comp titles all the time. Why not comp websites? Why not comp authors, right? Can you, how do I do that with publishers tell? all the time. So I do I'll it with book coaches all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'll scope through 10, 20 different publishers, and I'll just say, okay, I like that, that this publisher did. I don't like what this publisher did. I like what that publisher did. And I'll make a, a list of likes and things that I personally just like and don't like. Right. And then I'll take those likes... And I'll do a deeper dive on those, and I'll see. Okay, do any other any other authors also do this that had good success? Right. Yeah, How do you know success, they're having yeah. good success? <laughs> well, one, you can go on Amazon, look at the top one hundred or what have you. Okay. You can literally look at the profile page for the book and see how the book is doing. At least in a very It'll general. Give you sense. a number. It'll, It'll say give this you is a number one twelve out oh, okay. of two thousand. You know, so this you is can start to two thousand out of ten thousand. If the if the author has a profile on Amazon, that makes it a little bit easier because all the books are collected together, and you can kind of just go through them and see. You know, it gives you a, a it gives you a baseline, right? Somewhere to start to say, okay, this person's books, man, they don't do so well. This person's books are doing really well. Okay, so I need to look a little bit closer at what this person does. You know, and, and literally use this data collection piece to your advantage. Go to that author's page and then leave that author's page and go to other parts of Amazon and see if Amazon starts advertising that author's books to you. Because if they do and it's under the paid advertisement piece, you know that author's paying for advertising for that book. So now you're starting to get a picture of what that author's doing. Or at least their publisher. Or, or their publisher, right, yeah. is doing to support that that performance, right? Okay, right. So, you you know, use a little bit of that Orwellian to your advantage, right? <laughs> and start to kind of start to kind of build a profile of the people that you think, okay, I like this author. I've read all their books. I want to see how they're doing. And then you start to see, okay, this is the things that they do. This is their website. This is their Amazon presence. This is their whatever presence. And this is what I like about those things. And then you can start to, in your head, start to visualize what you want to see. Now, I just, uh, an idea popped into my head. What if you look at somebody, you like what they wrote, you really enjoy it, and you find out they're not doing so well? <laughs> what does that mean well, in terms of so, what so the journey you start we're to, You start to look at, again, to Sharon's point, you start to look at cops, right? So you, you have an author whose books you love, right? You right. just love to read them, but you're finding out that that person's not getting a lot of exposure, right? So, so you, you try to figure out why? Well, well no. or I was just going to say, more to the point, you look at other authors who are in that same genre, right. and you find out who is doing well. And then try to read them. And then come and then, Well, not even more. that. 
compare what they're doing to what your favorite author is doing. Okay. Is, does this author that's successful have a YouTube channel, for example? Because I've seen a lot of authors well, that who have YouTube channels. What they're right? doing is, is you we're not looking at sense. how good they are, or at least in your own opinion, so you're looking at what they're doing with what they have. Right. That's facts of the business. That's how it works. Right. And that's what you need right. to do, is you need to do the best you can with what you have and be unique. So there is be a... uniquely you in the world. Yeah. Because fans aren't just looking for a book. They're looking at you as a, you are the commodity. For, to, to some extent. Right, and you don't want to be writing to copy someone. Yeah. There is a there is a tool out there called similarweb.com. And what it does is it allows you to pull up the profile of a website. So you'll see how that website does on SEO, you'll see how that website does on rankings and blah blah blah. And then you can compare that to other websites. So this is terrifying because I'm thinking somebody's going to do that to me. They probably already have. <laughs> you should do it to yourself. You should do it to yourself. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many book coaches have similar language to my book coaching website. Do I care? No, because my flavor is all over me. My personality is well, all over my it's website. It's probably too And early. my SEO is booming. But so. it's too early in the process. <laughs> it's cute. like when you I first get a critique, you freak out and then you learn to deal with it you learn to do your own critiques and I understand that process but I realize that the first steps when you're taking these kinds of steps it's going to be scary yeah and, and, and embarrassing it's well, going to be embarrassing you could only hope that you get to where you're a point where people are emulating you oh yes right? oh yeah so, that would be fine so the, the bottom line on that is is that we, we yes you're right if you first find out, oh, I'm not doing so good. If you don't give yourself that, you're never going to get better. Yeah. Oh, if you don't pull that band-aid yeah. off and say, yeah, you know what, I got, I got, I got to do it, I got right? to yeah. do this. You're never going to get better. And that's the start. That's how you know. You okay. know or, or you might be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Yeah, that would be. You great. know, you might. It's what, very possible. What do you What do you call that? Similarweb.com. Okay, I'll put a note in here. Similar web, because that like sounds like something you should be doing. Mm -hmm. This is a, a version of what, and I'm sure you all have heard this. What entrepreneurs get told: fail early, fail often. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Writers get told that all the time. Write that story. Just don't matter. Doesn't matter if it's any good. Just write the story. You yeah. have to iterate. Over and over and over to in order to get to where you are doing the thing yeah. that is working. It, it is so hard because that embarrassment you go through over and over again as you go into different parts of the thing. That's cultural training, though. That's yeah, just social learning that, that is bad social learning, right? We gotta get over that. Why, why do you feel embarrassed? Fail, fail, fail. You're just trying something. Because new. I'm trying so hard to do it right. So ah, you have to there go. It is. Yeah. There is no right. Yeah, There's no divine right. That's what they say. Well, right, I guess, is it's only judged for by, you. you know, it's right for you or it isn't. Yeah. Or you, That's the only thing. You author, with, but some people would say even that doesn't mean that you're. The only person that you need to make happy is yourself. At the end of the day. And if you if, say, oh, I'm happy if I'm a best selling author. That's no, no, I'm saying that. that's the only thing that you can really point to to say that you are no. achieving. Know no. your why. Why are you doing this? 
I'll come back to that every single Well, moment. I'm doing it to keep active and to sure. keep interested and keep my brain moving. And, is that's that, and are you succeeding in doing that? That's working very well. There success. You are a success, success. already. Yeah. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. I, I know the people. fact that you're sitting here, the fact that you've come to Tesco, that you want to talk, that you do, that outreach, that, that eagerness to learn is only going to serve you well in the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think you're great. You're golden. You know, if you're if you're looking at it, you know, it's it's a matter of goal setting. You know, that's the big entrepreneur buzzword there, and I think that's what we're really just talking about. What makes yeah. you happy? Yeah. You know, do you want to do you want to make a little more? You know. Maybe even take it incrementally, not even like, not even approach it like I'm going to go out the gate as a best-selling author. Yeah. Maybe I no, just want. Maybe I, mean, I want to like, make ten percent more money. I, yeah, yeah. I just actually, I just want to have somebody look at it and go, "Wow, yeah. that's really good." I want ten more email <laughs> subscribers. I want ten more sub Substack subscribers. I want you know, it's it's it doesn't have to be grand and glorious if it satisfies what you want yeah, to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's where it's like you can you can look at some of these statistics we've been talking about and say, you know, let let me look at someone who's getting a little more success and you know see maybe and that doesn't even have to be one person. You know, you can look at like five or so people and see what are they doing that's maybe a little more you know that that works with what I do and how can I adapt that to my voice and how can I and here's the important part how can I have fun with that. As opposed to how do I make this? How do I make this work? No, how do I? How do I have fun with this and and, and feel accomplished? And feel accomplished like, while you're doing something. it. Yeah. You've got a you've got a great database of authors that are here at this convention that you can go back to after the convention's over. Start looking at their websites. Start looking at their stuff. Find the things that you that resonate with you because everyone should be doing what makes them happy, right? You may not want to do anything where people have a forum. That's okay. That's how you want to manage that business. You may have 100 people tell you you should have a forum. If you don't want to have a forum, then don't have a forum. Just don't. Don't do what everybody tells you you should do if it's not what you want to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But here's another thing. I would say Google your author's your, your list of authors, these are the five people that do kind of what I do. I'd like to see how they do it, yeah. right? You don't just go to Facebook and say, oh, do they have a Facebook? Yes or no. Do they have a Twitter? Yes or no. No. You just Google their name plain and all that stuff comes up, yeah. right? So you say, oh, this one's got a YouTube channel. Oh, look at that. They're over on um, Instagram. I didn't even think of Instagram because, you know, it's just pictures or Flickr or whatever the different ones are. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> on any of those. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You you have your authors that yeah, are in yeah. that genre, whatever your, your subset is, and see what range of things they're doing. Mm -hmm. And some of those will work for you and some won't. But unless you know what that full set of options is, you're kind of shooting in the dark, right? Yeah. Okay, I gotta do a website. Well, alright, I'll do a website. But there's so many more yeah. possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes that also find you you find that gee he's doing a podcast he's doing a YouTube mm -hmm. he's doing he's doing a blog and it's like I don't want to do any of those things but you know here's what I like to do yeah. and that becomes the space you can that, yeah that, that becomes, becomes your space that's absolutely your space yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I was on that <laughs> she, was, she was joyful I actually just checked my yeah. yeah. well, 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 
That's that's the best advice we can give. There are a lot of resources out there for the things that you want to do too. Well, one one of the things that that brought me down a little bit was I was in a meet. I am in a meetup, and I kind of come and go because they don't want to talk about writing very much. They'd rather talk about what they did at work today, hmm. and I get frustrated with that. But there was before the pandemic. There was one guy who had all this audio equipment, and I thought that would be so cool because he wanted to start doing something like audiobooks. And I just was like, yeah, let's look at that. And he was also an uh, artist. He used to work for Marvel. But when I tried to ask him questions about it, he's like, well, I can't do any work for anybody because I'm too busy. It was a shutdown. It was always a shutdown. I can't do it. I can't do it, you know. And I run into that too. Well, I'll find somebody I'm interested, and then no, I can't. Did you know that you can record yourself on Zoom or Loom or any of those? Take that audio, throw it into Descript, which is another. Um, there's a monthly fee for Descript. Uh, but you can get a Zoom account for free or a Loom account for free, and then you can turn that into scripting. You can take that audio, you can take that scripting, and you can post it up as a podcast if you want to. Or your phone. It's, yeah. You can yeah. use your phone. I have a tentacle, this little uh, lavalier thing with a recording device that I take wherever I'm doing workshops and presentations, and I record all of that information so that I can take it, turn it into a script that I can use for other things. So there are a lot of tools out there that you can use. You don't have to have fancy recording equipment anymore. It's not necessary because the cleanup on the computer is out of this world. And honestly, you don't even need that. I have a friend literally that all he does, he takes the phone, he turns it on, he puts it here, he talks for maybe two minutes, turns it off, uploads the video to Facebook, doesn't edit it, doesn't do anything with it. But he takes it's the time content. to talk about what he wants to talk about, and that's how people get to know him. And it's content. It's content that he can post out there, and people... Do you have to connect it? Like, connect it to your website? Yeah. Or how do you, do well, it? you can. You, don't you can. Have to. I mean, how do people find and... Well, you can get a free YouTube channel. You can get a free YouTube channel. YouTube shorts, Facebook shorts, yeah. that sort of thing. Or Instagram, if you're on Instagram. And then you say you're... I mean, so somehow it all comes together. It all comes together, right? You say, yeah. so, so you, you can bring those pieces together using different tools, and if you're not comfortable with how those tools work, then you can start to say, "Hey, I'm on Facebook. I'm going to post something about on Facebook about how I've I've got this video, and I got a YouTube channel, and I've got it on my YouTube channel, but I want to embed it on my website. How do I do that? Can someone help me? And invariably, someone will step up." And be like, you know what? Let's chat about it because I can also books on that sort of and tutorials and and YouTube videos, right? Once you know, and that's the challenge, right? Once you know what specific thing it is you're trying to do, then there's tons of ways to learn about that. But also, I don't want to get a degree when I pull when I try to start something new. The thing is, too, about content. You know what the, the the majority of the content that got the biggest hits for me were things like my costuming that brought people to my website for and then they saw that I had books. Mm -hmm. um, 
I read what you you make costumes? Yeah. Oh. So, so it's the hobbies and the odd stuff that you do in that may or may not be directly related to your writing, but that you may be able to tie into your writing or not. It's you. It's you being unique on your channels that brings people to, to find you and to follow you and to get to know you. And that is valuable. You know, and there comes a moment where you realize you want to do a certain thing and, and so you're like, hey, I don't want to be a I don't want to be a PhD in how to do this. I just want to get the thing. Okay, so now it becomes a proposition of am I willing to invest so that I don't have to do this, but that yeah. it gets done, right? Yeah. And and there's no better place to find people that will give you trustworthy recommendations than an event like this. Because you have a bunch of authors that are engaged in very similar activities, and they're not gonna steer you wrong. And no one's gonna steer you wrong here intentionally. Everyone that comes here wants to be a part of this special, well, right, you know. That's true. You know, um, everyone that comes here, they wanna be a part of a group and a family, and they wanna help each other out, right? We're all here to learn together. So this is a great place for you to, you know, Pull Brenda aside and say, Brenda, this is what I want to do. Do you know anybody that I can talk to about this? And Brenda might send you an email and say, hey, call this guy. Tell him I told you to call. You know, that kind of thing. You might pull David aside and say, hey, David, can you help me out? This is what I want to accomplish. And David might say, you know what? Let me, let's talk about it more. Maybe I'll just do it for you because I know how to do it and I can do it in a matter of seconds. You know, that's what this kind of an event can do for you is you build those relationships that you can then utilize to help you. Just the same as if somebody came up to you and said, you know, hey, I, I have a trouble in this area. Is there something maybe, do you know anybody that might be able to help me? Would you tell them no? Right? No, no. You tell you give them the yeah. person that you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what this kind of uh, circumstance is for. So so if, if you're listening to us saying, post on YouTube, embed it in your website, blah, 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 and that's all like, whoa, buddy, back <laughs> up. Then, then wait till after the panel and talk to somebody about it and say, yeah. you know what, I got what you were saying, but I just, that's not me. Like, I'm not that person. Do you have, do you know somebody that I can talk to about or that would be willing to, maybe if I give them a few ducats, they would be willing to do it for me, that kind of thing. So don't be afraid to reach that moment where you're like, okay, this is an investable thing that I want to take care of and I don't need the PhD to do it, right? Well, yeah. Did you have a question? I, I, I think there are some websites that allow you to create these cartoons, you script them in these cartoon characters. Yep. Well, they seem kind of stilted. I assume they're getting better now. I, you know, that starts to bleed into AI discussion and, and well, all of the advances. There are apps that will do all sorts of things. You can, what's the app that you use for making videos of you saying things that you don't have time to videotape yourself to say, but you script it and then the video does. Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's called Boolean. It's a, it was something, there's a, there is a resource out there called AppSumo and it's basically a, uh, it's a market for entrepreneurs that have created software as a service businesses of all kinds, everything all from finance to media creation to whatever. And you can buy them. So you buy in at one price, so you're not paying a subscription. I hate subscriptions. And, and you get access to these tools. Well, one of them is basically kind of an AI thing where you write the script of what you want to say, you upload it into the software. The software generates the person and, and has the person say what it is that you want them to say. And then you feed background in behind that. You can that. put your own self in there too and it'll have you. 
And it's, it's, that's freaky. It's both freaky <laughs> and interesting at the same time, right? It's that it's that kind of like, mm, what can I so do with this? It doesn't have to be a cartoon, but yes, the, there are those apps. Um, I mean, there's a learning curve with everything, though. That's the other yeah. thing. And anytime you get an app like that, there's a learning curve with it. I'm tutorial girl. I'm like all the time, I don't know how to do this thing. I gotta go Google it. I don't have good luck with that. I read it and it says, well, do this and pull this menu you know, down in the menu. Video tutorials are your friend, then, my dear. <laughs> video tutorials <laughs> are your friend. Okay, because it's like they, they're doing an, another version of what I have. Okay. You know, like a word processing. Yeah, or no, a, I, so I, just, I, you go to YouTube and you say podcasting. Software V2.0. Right. And you will get and you will get, we'll get videos yeah. of how you use V2.0 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So maybe I'm a visual learner. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of text learner. I am. When I do when I work with Photoshop, I gotta go do the video tutorials. Train all that stuff. I do video as well as as the audio narration because I know there are people who need to see what's happening. And if you've got visual and audio at the same time, they're mutually reinforcing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I found that. Yeah, use the tool that's best for your mindset. Right. I mean, you I, can't I, just tell me on the phone or give me an email, you know, this is yeah. like, I gotta see it, do it, and then tell you what I did wrong, and you know, all that. Yeah. The great thing about it too, is that you can go rewind on that video, yes. watch it five, six, seven, yes. 20 times. Oh no, there's, there's that, back it up just a little bit, so you yes. do that step again. And Double then tap, actually. Yeah, you'll go back 10 seconds. With my husband, he always wants like, Bleh! and I'll be like, and then he hits all the keys on the computer, and he's like, "That's what you do," and I'm like, "No, that's not how I learn." <laughs> so I invite him to a Zoom meeting, and I share my screen, and I say, "What do I do next?" And he goes, "Well, you go to that menu and you pull it down." So go to that menu and pull it down, and it drives him nuts because it's not it's a slower. But yeah. Yeah. I've done it. And I know how to do it. Oh, sure. And I can record oh, sure. your meeting. Yeah. So yeah. if you can find someone who can be tech support on Zoom and walk you through yeah. it, you yeah. just invite them to that meeting and you share that screen. And, and you, you record, record that record it. And you record, record yeah. that soccer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, my husband's the same way. We'll just sit down and he'll do it. No, so, so that doesn't, doesn't help you. at all. It doesn't help because the next time you're stuck again. Yeah, you put right. him in the other room and you invite him to that. Zoom yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> or make him sit behind me and say, no, okay, no, 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 he's got to be separated. Don't do that. Get him separated. Get him, separated. Get him out of the room. He won't yeah. have his self control, trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. It's funny. Something I don't like about video tutorials, I find that. All these tutorials, like the 10 worst things about Seattle or how to do this or that, it's just like maybe three quarters of the video is just empty chit chat. Mm -hmm. It's like the person, I'm going to talk about this, but I'm not going to talk about this. Now, this doesn't mean that this is the only way. It's just like so One of the problems that they're actually going to find is that YouTube is looking for views of length, not just views. So they want to keep you watching for a set amount of time. And so people are now stretching out their videos longer and longer and longer. Because they get but, more money. But, but that's sometimes they get more views They get because they get you stuck there longer, then the algorithms will give you a higher rating. 
But that's where fast forward is your friend. It's because it's like, let me just see how far forward I have to go to and get it, to it, it, the it's real fine. content. They don't mind that? They don't. It's none of their business if I fast forward that sucker. Oh, I mean, they, so, don't, they don't check that if you go through the whole thing and end up at the end, it's no. just recorded at the end? Well, I don't know about that. Oh. All I'm saying is if I'm looking at a tutorial and I want to get to the meat of it, I will just jump ahead. Yeah. I don't listen to all that garbage because I don't need all that. And every now and then, the someone in the comments will say actual content starts yeah. at three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Community loves you. Wow. It's true. I've seen it. Check the comments. Like, skip to 1304. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst that will usually happen is that you'll get a commercial that you have to sit until you can hit the five skip seconds, button. Five seconds, yeah. <laughs> well, there'll be someone with um, a timeline of all these things. Yes. The uh, how to start it is at two point whatever, yes. how to modify it is yeah. at this number, it's very helpful. this minute. So That's check your comments. Great. You can skip through the commercials if you like, reload the page twice. <laughs> See, now there's a technique. It's a good down. So what else for me, for me, I pay for YouTube to have not commercials. Um, How much is that? I don't know. Oh, you, yeah, you can pay for it. Isn't but it like you can pay for it. I use it enough. Yeah, it's like twelve between us. Yeah. Twelve dollars a month. It's, it's if you use it enough, it's worth it. And it's me and my husband share an account, so we both have different purposes, and we often use it for the microwave engineering business. So right. it's. So, okay, so we're down to about five minutes left. Um, oh gosh, that went fast. Time for one more quick question if somebody has one. Well, I have a question. Yes. Which is like, can each of you just say what is the most valuable creative business tool that you personally use? Okay. Start at that end of the table. Oh, okay. One. Just one. Just one. Just one. That's a hard question. Yeah, it is a hard question. Um, well, thinking as an author, um, I am a, it's a tool, it's not a tool though. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. We will shut up. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes and there's only four of us. If I take two minutes, then you all are in trouble. And you're but, slowing her down. I know, I know. <laughs> distract her. Focus, focus. Um, I have a lot of resources that I like to use and I, follow a number of people. I think Jane Friedman is one of my favorites. She's huge. Uh, and, and then Dan Blank, as I mentioned, is really great about um, helping you to understand how to build those, uh, develop the marketing relationships and for uh, authors. And so those are my two gurus, my two go-to gurus. And as far as any other tools, I pay people to do a lot of stuff. I pay a bookkeeper, I pay web people, I pay somebody to do my SEO, I pay for headshots, I, I uh, value the people, the product that I get from people, so I'm sorry, I can't nail it down to one, you know. I have one that I use all the time, and it's going to sound weird, but it's Excel. And I use it to track things, I use it like a database, I use it for all kinds of things. Um, I can have it by date or by you know all the different things, and then I can manipulate the data in a bunch of different ways and create graphs if I want to or whatever. What are you tracking? Um, well, it depends. So I might be tracking um, my website. We have some 2,000 pages of content. 
So oh, each wow. content, each page will have a line on a spreadsheet thing of what it was. So, yeah, for that. Okay, I'll skip. Let me pick. Okay, for the book I did on the Ninth Air Force in World War II, right? So our audience is history people. Our audience is um, military and ex-military. Our audience is aviation-related. So I would have lines for each of those potential markets, what I did, when I did it, what the result was, who the contact is, what their oh, contact okay. info is. And then I'd say, okay, I'm, I'm doing some other project. I'd say, just show me the people who were successful within the last two years of something I did. And I can sort and access it that way, um, for example. And I think the more I use it, the more I come up with ideas of ways to use it more. So that's mine. I mean, I married a bookkeeper. Okay. <laughs> so this is the tool. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. But but in effect, it's it's uh, it's a variation on on what Sharon said. It's the it's I go to the experts for for things. It's like I am not afraid to go ask people who are knowledgeable about things to do the things. But it's I know my weakness is critically analyzing like performance of product as it sells and critically analyzing sales, making sure that I know how much I need to pay people. Like if it was an anthology that I edited, I need to make sure that I pay everyone the right amount. And that again, that kind of, you know, she's using Excel. Mm-hmm. So it, it all kind of boils back down into that, but she's the person who I rely on to, to give me those, to get me those Answers so I can do that. One more. And, and I would be One with minute. Deborah. My, I, I'm an Apple person, so I use numbers, but it's the same exact concept. Um, I track everything from website visits to weekly book sales to social media audience to engagement with social media posts. Um, I can tell you how many ebooks versus audiobooks in a given month. I mean, it's just a very versatile tool to give you information to act with later on. Data. Uh, And really the big thing about, you know, my relationship with Kumi is she knows how to get the the numbers I want out, and it's like I know the questions to ask, and so it's that give and take. All right, everybody, thanks. There's people waiting to use this room, so we are out. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok Enroll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.